0: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of So Strange. I'm your host, Andy Myers. I'm an author and paranormal researcher who just this morning etched a ginormous peace sign into my backyard. So we had a bit of snow last night here in Omaha, Nebraska, so this morning I had the bright idea to lace up my snow boots and stomp around the freshly fallen snow in my backyard. And the result was that I created a peace sign that's about 50 feet in diameter. So my neighbors uh, probably think I'm nuts. But hey, you know, I've already got a seven-foot-tall Bigfoot statue in my backyard, so they already know I'm pretty eccentric. But uh, I'm not here to talk about playing in the snow. I'm here to share with you a recent interview that I did with Jody. You're about to hear some of her uh, true experiences involving signs from the afterlife and a few other stories that might just leave you with goosebumps. So turn up the volume and crank up that electric blanket, because things are about to get... So Strange. (laughs) All right, Jody, welcome to the very first episode of Season 3 on So Strange. I can't thank you enough for being here.
1: Wow, I'm the first one on the very first episode. I, I'm honored, Andy. <laughs>
0: well, it's season three, but first episode of the season. So right. Yeah, I should have saved you for last, then we could say we're saving the best for last.
1: <laughs> don't don't get all flattery and stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I thought Jody would be the perfect guest to have on the show because she's experienced a lot of things and a lot of stuff and a lot of oddities. You know, spanning the spectrum from you know signs and messages from heaven and everything, you know, some ghostly and paranormal things, and I don't know. We could talk tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. I don't even. What do you What do you want to talk about, Jody? We can do you it. You know, all. I,
1: that's a good question. I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff that I've experienced over time, and uh, it was kind of hard for me to narrow some things down. Only because, as you said, I've experienced so much stuff. But when you were um, when you had a gal on the other day and you were talking about young kids, um, between three and four and how, how open they are to everything. Um, it brought me back to my, my daughter when she was three years old. Um, oh my gosh, this was hysterical. So Emma, you've met my little Emma. Um, she's no longer three anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
0: How how old, how old is Emma nowadays?
1: 29.
0: 29?
1: I know. Is that insane?
0: Makes me feel old.
1: Oh, tell me. You? Okay. (laughs) So when Emma was little, she had an invisible friend. I don't like to call her an imaginary friend anymore because she wasn't imaginary, right? Right. So Emma had an invisible friend that she would always talk about, and her name was Gigi. And she would tell us all about Gigi and would play with Gigi, and we just were like, oh, that's so cute, blah, blah, blah. So we started having some weird stuff go on. We'd hear noises and things like that. So one night um, when we were in bed, my other daughter crawled into bed with us and kind of woke us up. It was like 4.35 in the morning, something like that. And I went, okay, so one kid's in bed. So then we fell asleep again and woke up probably around 6 o'clock, I think, in the morning. And I heard in the hallway, mommy, mommy. Mommy. And I sit up and I think it's going to be Emma. So I sit up out of bed and I start to get out of bed and I turn around and Emma and Kelly are both in bed with us. And Emma sits straight up and goes, that's my friend. Oh, God. And I said, okay. And anyway, so we all just kind of, yeah, we just kind of sat there for a little bit and went, whoa. So... That night, it was a, uh, my other daughter was going to preschool Halloween party, and we brought Emma with us, and my mom and dad had gone, and afterwards, we were sitting at Runza having a little treat, and we told my mom about what had happened that morning, and I said, Emma, why don't you tell grandma a little bit about Gigi? So, Emma just started describing her. She had wild, crazy red hair and wore pajamas and carried a doll and um, all of this stuff. And Grandma goes, oh, she sounds really nice, Emma. That's a really nice little friend you have. And Emma says, yeah, but she's dead.
0: Just matter of fact, huh?
1: Just as matter of fact as possible. And we all just looked at each other and went, well, we do have a ghost in the house. So that was a fun one.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's nightmare fuel. Now this, this voice that you heard that went mama in the hallway, it sounded like a little child. It sounded like a little girl.
1: Oh, absolutely. I thought it was Emma. Cause I already knew Callie had crawled into bed with us and I thought it was Emma. And so that's why I sat up. I was getting ready to go out and go, gosh, darn it. Can not I just sleep in today? And I was going to go get Emma and bring her into bed with us. And when I sat up, we all sat up because we all heard mama and I turn around and both my girls are in bed and I'm as clear as day. That's my friend.
0: (laughs) See, I I think the creepiest part about this, Jody, is, you know, whatever spirit it was, whatever ghostly apparition, whatever you want to call it, that was in the hallway. uh, They were mimicking your daughters, which which to me indicates a level of intelligence and uh, a little bit of tomfoolery. As well, you know, oh. uh, it, it's it, it makes it sneaky. It makes it, I don't know, it kind of makes your skin crawl, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it did a little bit at the beginning, but then it was just kind of fun because then, you know, we'd be down in the basement and the toy box would pop open for no reason and we'd be laying around just watching TV or hanging out. We'd feel like somebody tried to hold our hand and, and Emma would always be like, oh, that's Geeky. and. <laughs>
0: Oh, with the wild, um, crazy red hair and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time, but we had lots of fun experiences with Gigi, and, um, but, the, but that was the best, when she looked straight at my mom and went, yeah, but she's dead.
0: But she's dead. It's the joys of having an intuitive uh, child, ladies and gentlemen, right? <laughs> and, you know, Emma's always been your little old soul and, you know, kind of grew up to be... Uh, you know, kind of healing energy, you know, witchy. And I mean, I mean that in a good way, um, yeah. <laughs> but that's the price you pay when you have an intuitive old soul, little child, you're bound to have an interesting, uh, an interesting life around the house. Cause you have spirit visitors, you have ghost entities, you have premonitions. I mean, it's, it's just, it's fun. And uh, as you know, <laughs> my daughter Sky being the little intuitive soul that she is, when she was little, she called cats, uh, giggies, by the way.
1: <laughs> Are you serious?
0: Well, it's because she could, she was, she was very young. She was, I don't know, eight months old. She started talking really, really early. Um, but she couldn't quite say kitty. So she would call kitties, uh, giggies and she would call <laughs> dogs, uh, pup pups because she was trying Aww. to say puppies.
1: Oh, <laughs> little sky. Yeah. Well, we both had little giggies in our house. What a riot.
0: Yeah. But my giggy, uh, was, uh, <laughs> I'll take my gigi over your gigi anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we just learned to get used to it. I mean, I think spirit kind of followed us around wherever we went, actually. And, oh, my gosh. And then when Ghost Hunters was on, remember that fun show? Oh, yeah. So we were all totally into it then because we knew we had entities in the house or something. But so we took a, we actually took a voice recorder, and I'm trying to find it to this day. But the girls and I were like, okay, we're going to find out who's in this house and so we go up to Emma's bedroom and um, we're asking questions. You know how they did on Ghost Hunters where they, they'd ask a question. And so I turn on the recorder and we're like, so are you in the room? Are you a male? Are you a female? All of these things. So when we went and played it back, I kid you not, when we said, are you a male? Clear as day. Yes. Clear as day. We all just started screaming and we ran downstairs.
0: (laughs) Isn't that the funniest thing? And you see it, too, when you watch these ghost shows. It's like that's why they're there is to have a ghostly interaction. And when it happens, you Scooby-Doo it right out of the room, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you of all people, I know are terrified of seeing things and hearing things in your own
0: house. So. Well, it's because it when it's the shock factor of it being unexpected, you know. Right. It's and even if in hindsight it's not very scary, in the moment it is because you weren't you weren't expecting there to be somebody in the room with you, right?
1: Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But so, yeah, that uh, that was a fun one.
0: That that is. Um okay, so from uh, you know, ghostly imaginary friends, not imaginary. What did you call them?
1: Invisible.
0: Invisible friends. Because they're not imaginary. They're very real.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. I like that. Invisible friends. They should just, all across the board, we should change that term, right?
1: It, what? I think that's a great idea because they aren't imaginary. I mean, when kids are very little, obviously, they're very open to all that stuff before they get tainted by the world. Um And they aren't imaginary, so we should, like you said, we should definitely listen to them. And Emma was, she was about three when that happened. So and yeah. Yeah. Crazy.
0: Right in that. And I said it a thousand times, but that that magical age between the ages of three and four. That that two year window is generally when they uh, you know, have interactions with invisible friends and, and ghosts and uh, <laughs> visitors from heaven. And, and that's when they have, you know, memories of past lifetimes and who they used to be. So it's a, absolutely it's very important that we listen to our kids when they're that age.
1: Absolutely. But another. So it brought me to another one. Um, they, we also have to listen to those who are dying I know that sounds... Okay, so I'm totally changing the subject here, but there's a couple different things that came up. So when my mother was passing away, she was on her deathbed, and she was in and out of a coma, and um, one night she kind of snapped out of it and really wanted all of her kids to come over. Well, at the time, we also had a night nurse that would come and spend the night. I would take care of her during the day, and a night nurse would come over and spend the night. So... um, Mom was passing, but one night she woke up kind of and said, I want all my kids around. I want to talk. So I called all the kids to come over. Um, we all gathered, and, sh- and our night nurse had come over, and I, I'll say her name, but her name was Sharon. And Sharon had come over and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I didn't call you to come over a little later. Mom wanted to talk to the family, but if you wouldn't mind waiting in the other room, that would be great. She said, oh, no problem. No problem. So everybody got there and mom's laying in her bed and she kept going, I want Helen to be out here too. Could Helen please be out here? And I go, mom, who's Helen? And she said, well, Helen. And she kept pointing at her bedroom where Sharon had just gone, right? And I'm like, Mom, there's nobody here named Helen. Are you talking about Sharon? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Sharon. Have Sharon come out. So I go into the room, and I said, Sharon, my mom, bless her soul, would really like you to be out here while she's talking to her family. And she goes, okay, no problem. And I said, but I have to apologize in advance. She keeps calling you Helen. And Sharon turned white as a ghost, and she goes, nobody has ever called me that except my mother and i said your mother and she and she goes but my mom is passed my mom died a couple of years ago oh wow <laughs> i'm but- like okay so your mom and my mom are communicating i mean i totally believe that people that are passing are one foot in and one foot out
0: right oh oh i mean absolutely they're they're teetering right there between dimensions like a seesaw yeah, and yeah, and and yeah, truly. I mean, they they must have been communicating on, the, or or she was channeling uh, her her mother on some level. That's very interesting, Jody.
1: Wasn't it? I, I that was one of the best too. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. And I again, have so many of those. Oh, just gives you goosebumps, you know. But we we've all heard this, you know, and it makes it no less astonishing just because you've heard it a few times, but. Yeah, people as they're getting close to passing, whether it's on hospice or you know whatever the case may be, the the curtain that that you know that that curtain that divides heaven and earth it gets really thin, and and sometimes that can you know cause us to see, it can cause them to see people who have already passed away. You know, you you hear these cases of a uh, you know sweet old grandmother in the you know in the hospital room, and she sits up and she's like you know Harry. And she starts reaching for the corner of the room, and people are like, "Oh boy, Harry was her husband, but he's been dead twenty years." You know, she's what are they seeing? And I think, sorry to interrupt, Jody. One kind of cool, similar type story comes to mind a little bit. I also think that when a person is you know close to passing, not only are they close to Uh, their loved ones who have already passed away. But, you know, that, that thin curtain also enables a person to access past life memories of who they used to be. And I'll never forget, I was uh, doing a, a psychic group session for, for these sisters and their mom had passed and I was connecting with their mom and relaying messages this evening. And, and one of the, one of the daughters shared a really cool story with me. So, Apparently, their mom was on hospice and their mom was Caucasian, but she had a very strong fascination with Native American culture. So really? around the house, you know, she had dream catchers. She had buffaloes. She had, you know, all this Native American decoration. And as she's, you know, unconscious uh, on hospice, she suddenly sits up out of nowhere and all the sisters are gathered around her in a circle. And she sits up and looks really concerned. And, and all the all the daughters are like, Mom, you know, Mom, what's what's wrong? Are you OK, Mom? and they said that their mother, in a raspy voice, said, mom's not here. This is yellow bird. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. And then, they, you know, they looked around the room at all this Native American decorations. And oh. they had the same conclusion that I did that. Perhaps is it so far-fetched to think their mom may have been a Native American named Yellowbird in a past life and due to the fact that she was on the verge of crossing back into the afterlife maybe she was confused as to which lifetime she was actually in at the moment?
1: Oh my gosh. That you know, is a riot.
0: It's yeah, it's it's crazy, but uh <laughs> yes, we do I agree, Jody, we do need to listen to people that are on the verge of passing because, you know, they can access things From the spirit world, just the same as a three-year-old kid can.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then I had another experience where a friend of ours, a a very dear friend, was in the hospital. And I had known that he was in the hospital, but I didn't know how critical his situation had turned in, in a couple of days, right? So one morning I woke up and I had had a dream. I woke up, I thought it was a dream, but I dreamt of another... A friend another friend had passed like the year prior. So the gentleman that was in the hospital and our friend that had passed that was a mutual friend um the year prior, we were they were in a dream together, like going, Oh, we gotta give Jody some crap. She's gonna just crack up when she knows we're together and Jody and they were like blah 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 trying to give me a hard time, right? Uh And I I woke up from my dream, what I thought was a dream. And I'm shaking my head going, why on earth did I just dream about those two together? What a riot. And it brought a great big smile to my face. 10 minutes later, I get a text from our friend Dan, who also knew these two gentlemen and said, "Jody, can you please help out? our friend is on life support. He had a really bad turn for the worst last night and his son is here and is having a hard time making a decision on whether to pull the plug. Can you try to tap into Tom? And I said, I, I just like, I was like, um, I believe I already have. I believe he's no longer in his body. Um, he is, Definitely with our other friend, and they are having a great time on the other side. Uh, So that has never happened to me before. Have you ever connected to somebody that was either on life support or in a coma or anything like that?
0: You know, surprisingly, uh, given the nature of my work, I have not. Really? But I I have heard stories of people who have... uh, Uh, Once upon a time, I was um, in touch with a gentleman who uh, took a nap, just an afternoon nap on his couch, and he had a dream of his brother, who at the time he was alive and healthy, and his brother said, hey, I just wanted you to know it was my time to go. I I, I had to leave. Um, It's kind of unexpected, but I love you and I'll always be with you kind of deal. And he woke up kind of concerned. Well, sure enough, come to find out his brother had passed away like an hour earlier unexpectedly.
1: Oh, And that's something.
0: It, I mean, it's, it's sad and, and it's tragic, but at the same time, it's kind of heartwarming to know that there are ways in which, you know, the spirit world can, can let us know that, that they crossed over. Um,
1: that, that one to me was absolutely amazing. I was just, I was just beaming from ear to ear the rest of the day going, you guys crack me up. I just kept looking up going, you just made my day, you know, cause they had come to me in a dream to say, Hey, we're together. We're having fun, we're partying, everything's good. So that was a fun one
0: too. <laughs> and I like the fact that they were gonna give you crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who better? Who better to give crap to you than than me?
0: Well, exactly. And for anybody listening, just so you know, I've been friends with Jody for many, many years. And I frankly I'm not surprised to hear this story because I personally know how intuitive Jody is. <laughs> you know, and and individuals who have that intuition. Yeah, they're prone to dream visits and spiritual happenings and synchronicities and all that kind of good stuff. So I know some people would uh, trade anything to have that uh, ability. and it, But I know you do. And, and that's why you're more prone to these things happening to you.
1: Well, and that's why I just think it's, so, I think it's just so important that you're doing a podcast like this, because I, I think it should just be a mission to have everybody pay attention and know that coincidences aren't always coincidences, you know? Like, everybody has the ability, but not everybody tunes in, right? Right. And if you tune in, beautiful things happen. The coincidences are miracles instead of coincidences. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. I I view coincidence as a dirty four-letter word. You know, I'd rather use the word synchronicity because... There, there is a, you know, a little bit of order to the chaos of life and, and things don't just happen by chance, you know, right. Uh, if you're paying attention, you can kind of connect the dots to see, I don't know, you almost get like a glimpse into the inner workings of the gears of the universe. And, you know, and again, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, you have to cherish that and, and, and treasure it. And oh, absolutely, you know, perhaps that's what makes this podcast a little different than most because we do shows about signs from the afterlife and synchronicity and heavenly, you know, things. We also talk about ghosts. We also talk about UFOs. We talk about Bigfoot. (laughs) We talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm sure for listeners, sometimes they feel like they're, uh, you know, almost getting whiplash here, bouncing from one topic to the next. But, you know, for for people like us who are just into the mysteries of the universe, why pick a lane? You know, if you're interested in a little bit of everything, why not talk about a little bit of everything?
1: I, I completely and totally agree. But what you and I have already talked about some people would call so strange because they just don't get it, you know, or they're, yeah. they're critics or what do you call it? Skeptics. And you know, it's good to be a healthy skeptic. It's always good to be a healthy skeptic because if there weren't, then we wouldn't be figuring this stuff out. But do you, do you want to hear another one?
0: I do. I, I, I'd love <laughs> to hear as many as you got. And I don't know if this was on your list, Jody. I have this vague recollection and I'm sorry I don't remember the details, but it has to do with your sister passing and a pool ball. Like, was that oh. on your list? <laughs> Both of them are. Both of them are. Okay, I, I don't know any details. I, it's something about a pool ball on a on a stair step or s- something like that. But I'm, I'm gonna let you just take the ball and run with it, okay?
1: Take the pool ball and run
0: with it. <laughs> yes, I'll do that. And literally.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that actually that was on my list.
0: I just wanted to give you all a quick reminder that you can access a lot more So Strange content by becoming a subscriber to this show. It's only $4.99 a month, and it grants you access to a Super Strange bonus episode each and every week. It's an additional full-length episode that's sure to terrify you, intrigue you, and remind you that the world is even stranger than you realized. So click the link in the show notes to become a subscriber if you're interested. And also, big announcement! Uh, Beginning next week, you might want to hop over to my Facebook page, Psychic Medium Andy Myers on Facebook. I have a kooky idea that's uh, kicking off Tuesday of next week. I'm taking suggestions from followers on where I should travel because next week I'm packing my bags and microphone with no destination in mind. I'm relying off of people's suggestions of where I should go, where I should travel. And, uh, you know, if you have a hometown legend or a haunted location or a cool story that you'd like to share with me if you're wherever you are (laughs) whatever state you live in whatever city you call home reach out to me tell me how to how to contact you and I might just show up at your doorstep I know it sounds crazy uh, but each day I'm gonna choose three of the possibilities suggested to me we're gonna put it to a vote and uh, I'm gonna drive I'm gonna drive to the next destination so each day uh, I'll arrive at a new place uh, somewhere in this big beautiful country And I intend on meeting a lot of really cool people. Many of these individuals will end up being a guest on my show. uh, So I think it's going to be fun. Spontaneous, uh, adventurous, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. So if you'd like to put your name in the hat and uh, have a chance to meet me and show me around a spooky place in your neck of the woods, I'm game. (laughs) Just tell me where to go. Uh, Meanwhile, let's jump back into the interview with Jody.
1: So my dad... (laughs) Uh, had moved to Florida with a crazy wife. Um, <laughs> that's, a whole nother he, story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. That's a whole other. That's a whole other pool ball game.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But he had just he had moved to Florida, and it, the the week I was moving, I had sold a little condo. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was renting a house in Benson. You had been there, I believe. But I was renting a house, and I had just bought a condo, and. We had found out that week, the week I was moving and closing and all that stuff, that my dad was diagnosed with a very aggressive leukemia, right? So I knew that I wasn't going to be able to make it down there until after I closed on my condo. And so I was just devastated that I wasn't going to be able to get down there. And I had spent, this was a Sunday evening, I had spent packing and putting things away and praying and talking to my dad and talking to my younger brother who had passed five years prior and my dad and my brother um had one thing in common and that was playing pool i mean they loved each other and they had a blast together whatever um but i was talking to them and going gosh you guys robert please welcome dad. Tell him I'm sorry. I can't be there. I hope you guys are having fun. I hope you're playing pool together, right? Just play pool, blah, blah, blah. So then I started playing around with numerology and I realized that both my dad and my brother were life path number four. And then they both passed in April, the month of April, which is a number four. And I thought, Ooh, that's weird. So, I get over to the rental house um, the next day to start getting everything out of there. And I was so angry because the guy that was moving in after me had already started moving his stuff in. And that wasn't supposed to happen. So I'm really angry. And then I realized that he had moved a pool table downstairs. And I'm like, how in the heck did he get a pool table down these steps? I could not figure it out for the life of me but I thought, okay, I can't be angry. I just got to get out of here. And the whole time I'm thinking about my dad and praying to God, I can make it down to Florida before he passes. And so I'm running around cleaning things up, blah, 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 blah. And I get a phone call and my dad had passed. So I sit down on the steps and I cry for a little bit. I get back up. I'm like, all right, well, Gotta do what I gotta do. Started cleaning stuff up again. Went out to the garage, came back in, and on the steps, I just noticed a little glitch of something. There was leaves and something was there. And I lean over and I look down and I pick up a pool ball and it was the number four.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> out of all the out of all the numbers.
1: Out of all the numbers. <laughs> And who moves a pool table in when they're not even supposed to be moving anything in? And how can a pool ball just land on the step and be... So my whole thing is is that, you know, Merak, did did they create a pool ball and it just was there? No, I think they were playing around with me on the other side going, all right, Jody's going to be there tomorrow. Let's try to figure out a way to get her attention and made that
0: happen you know yeah maybe when the guy was carrying his pool supplies down the stairs you know the the spirit world kind of nudged the number four ball out of his box landed on the step he never noticed but it it is no coincidence that you had just had a chat with your brother telling saying hey when dad gets over here play some pool together you know and
1: oh absolutely oh my gosh that was just like i i wished I would have kept the ball, but I would have felt really, really bad because that guy wouldn't have been able to play pool very well, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh, well, we need to get you like an honorary, you know, I wonder if you can purchase just one ball from Amazon, (laughs) not the whole set, just the number four.
1: Well, actually I found one at an antique store and I did buy it and I do have it on my shelf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Almost like a little trophy. Absolutely. Little memento to signify that that memory that that sign from heaven.
1: Oh my gosh, that was yeah, that was one of my better experiences, let me tell you, blew me away.
0: Yeah, I think it would blow most people away. It's it's and again, you know, on the opposite side of the spectrum from seeing a ghost or hearing a ghost, but again, it's the shock factor of like, oh my gosh, did that actually just happen?
1: Right. You don't believe it until it happens. Yeah. And when it keeps happening, you're like, well, this has got to be real. So I can't imagine what you went through when, when all of your gifts started popping up and things were coming true. I, I can't even imagine that.
0: Well, after, you know, so many signs and synchronicities and intuitions, I think most people's first thought is, am I going crazy? Right. Because right? yep. it, either it's that or, uh, wow, yeah, there's there's really something to intuition, you know. Yeah. Um, very cool story with the pool ball. And uh, do you have, do you have one more, one more Yeah. What us? was the
1: other one you said about my sister? What?
0: Oh, no, that was it. The sister, or I, I, I was mistaken. Cause I thought the story had to do with your sister in a pool ball. It was with your dad in a pool ball. So, um, so yeah, um, do you, any other story that you want to share, Jody, maybe put the, put the cherry on this little dessert.
1: <laughs> um, okay. I just, I do have one more. I have lots more, but this is a good one, too. So my I have a cousin that lives out of town, and I was very close with her and her husband, and her husband passed away. And so I traveled out of town to go to his funeral, and um, he was just one of the coolest guys you'd ever want to meet. And he was big into baseball. He was a baseball coach. He played bases. Baseball his whole life, um, you name it, baseball. His whole funeral and all the songs were about baseball, right? Put me in, coach, da-da-da. And so when everybody was leaving after the service to drive to the cemetery, my brother and sister-in-law and I stayed behind and and my cousins, my other cousins, we were gathering up all the plants and putting them in our cars to take it over to where the reception was. And then we were going to follow him out to the cemetery. But we got to where the reception was. And, and in the parking lot of the hotel where this was at, there was an antique store. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think Jeff would care if we didn't go out to the cemetery. Let's just get these plants and let's go into the antique store for a little bit. I really don't think he'll care if we don't go there. And I heard distinctly, In my head, that's okay. You're going to find a really cool present for Connie, which was his his wife, right? And you just
0: just heard it like a a voice just entered your head and said that.
1: Exactly. And so I looked at my other cousins and I'm like, oh, Jeff said it was cool because I guess I'm going to find a cool present for Connie, jokingly, because I was just like, what the heck was that? So when I go antiquing, I love antique canes, right? And umbrellas and things like that. So I just love to look through old wooden canes. And um, we start walking into this antique store and right inside the door is a trash can full of antique canes. But something caught my eye and it was—it had like lots of multicolors on it. So I pull it out and it's a bat. And i my heart just stopped and I'm like, a bat, well, Jeff played baseball. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to get Connie. So I looked closer at the bat, and it, it's got Mexican markings on it. It's, so it's like a, a decorative Mexican bat, right? And I thought, well, this is kind of weird, but I'm going to get it because I was told, right? So I buy the bat, and I didn't even tell my cousin about it until I was leaving town, and I took the bat with me because I thought, this is freaking crazy, I mean, I bought a bat that's got Mexican things because I heard I'm going to find something cool for Connie. The bat made total sense to me, absolutely total sense to me. But the Mexican part of it made no sense to me whatsoever. So I had told that to Connie. I finally fessed up and I said, I have a bat here at home and I was going to give it to you, but this is what I can't make sense out of. So she just started laughing. She goes, "I don't know either. I don't know." So it was like later that evening. I was drinking milk out of a glass, and my girls were sitting in the living room. And I took a sip of milk, and I just sprayed it all over. I'm like, "Cinco de Mayo." Oh, you and made you
0: made it. Con- you made the connection.
1: I made the connection, and I'll tell you what. Ten minutes later, my cousin called me and said, "Jody, Cinco de Mayo." Jeff had passed on Cinco de Mayo.
0: Yahtzee. <laughs> light so, bulb. I could see that light bulb above your head in that moment.
1: I had bought a cool present for my cousin. And he- here's the thing. So, and oh, what I forgot to tell you is that the night prior, she and I, my cousin and I, were talking about how I always can remember the months when people die but not the dates and she can always remember the dates but not the month or no verse vicey i can always remember the date but not the month, and she can always remember the months i don't even remember
0: so together you can pinpoint the per- the day a person died <laughs> but right you have to do it together yeah
1: right so she th- so that was just like perfect because there's his whole life was baseball so there's the bat And here's a reminder of the date that he died, Cinco de Mayo, right? And anyway, um, she has that bat now, and she sleeps with it every night next to her bed.
0: Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That's that's amazing. Is that because it makes her feel closer to Jeff, or is that in case intruders come in, she can use them as like a human piñata?
1: Probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. (laughs) But the thing, no, it reminds her of Jeff, but the thing is, is I don't feel like, anybody manifested or created that bat to be in that barrel right at that moment right i just believe that on the other side they watch you they know what's going on the other side knew that i'm totally into canes antique canes they knew if i walked in that store i would look in that barrel and find that bat and it would be perfect for connie and I just heard in my voice, that's okay. You're going to find a really cool present. And so she, yeah. So that was a fun one.
0: That, that is very cool. In other words, uh, <laughs> the spirit world didn't put that bat in that bin for you. They just caused you to notice it.
1: Exactly. And that's and how that- I feel. How do you feel?
0: hundred percent. I agree. agree. I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think people on the other side, the afterlife, heaven, whatever you choose to call it, they're masters of timing. And, and you know, they don't put the pool ball on the step. They just cause you to, to notice it. <laughs> they don't put, you know, a lot of people find numerical synchronicities with numbers, you know, on the clock, you know, see 1111 or 222. And, you know, I always say, you know, people in the in the afterlife, they don't cause they don't cause it to be that time. And you know, it's going to be 222 twice a day, whether you notice it or not, once early in the morning and once in the afternoon. But if you find spiritual significance in something, the spirit world can cause you to notice it at a particular time if they know it's going to have spiritual significance to you.
1: Agreed. I totally agree with that because that, that that's hard for, that's hard to explain. You know, it's like, no, I don't believe that a bat miraculously appeared. I believe that they knew it was there and pointed me in that direction. So, yeah.
0: well, I'm yeah. glad you finally connected the dots. I wish you would have done so when you didn't have a mouthful of milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Well, Jody, I'm I'm sure you could uh, you have more stories to fill a whole nother episode, but um, that's that's amazing. Thanks for sharing those stories. Bit of an uplifting episode, which which I think we needed this because. You know, gosh, the season two finale was amazing, but admittedly, it was a little more uh, heavily weighted in in terms of like ghosts and UFOs and stuff. So here you go. Season three, episode one, a little bit of a palate cleanser. We're going <laughs> to lift your spirits and make you feel all warm and fuzzy. And then just when you're uh, a little too comfortable, you know, we'll spook you next episode with something a little more terrifying again. See, <laughs> that's what we do on the show. We play with people's emotions. <laughs> Bring me up. We tear you down and never know what you're gonna get. so
1: <laughs> all right well, thank you. I'm glad um that this was an uplifting one, but yeah, with you're so strange I think I think just like you said, there's a plethora of stuff that you can that you could talk about that is so strange. so thank you, Andy.
0: Oh, thanks for being here, Jody and uh, thanks to you, dear listener for joining us and we'll catch you next time.